if you hear noises in the background, which you may already hear, it is our animals. Our cat got a new mouse toy today, and if you can't already tell, it squeaks. So if it's annoying for you, it's definitely annoying for us. But, hey there, pumpkins. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. And this is Don't, Don't Be a, a jerk Again, <laughs> with the John Cena music. After, I must remind, last week was supposed to be oh. the last week that we were doing there the John no Cena music. There is no such thing as the last of John Cena. Clearly, because we've been on him for... It's been about three weeks. About. Because I'm creating this like the, this WWE... That I can't even talk. This WWE... WW, There's w, no U in there. Double... <laughs> I hope you know this. <laughs> I don't even know anything about wrestling, but w, I know there's not an U in this there. This W W E. There we there go. we go. Universe of different like things we talk about. Like we've got Robert the Doll, Robbie Diesel. We've got Darren. We've got Zozo. So far, those are the only three so far. The only three superstars that I have. Oh, I'm sure that there will be more. Are we oh, adding another one this week? Yes, we are adding another All right, one this well, week. We'll but, wait till later till we introduce before his we, name. Yeah, before we get to our main topic. <clears throat> I'm stressed out because I'm trying to find a car, trying to buy a new car. Yes, because our van has absolute horrible gas mileage and it is costing us a fortune in gas. So there's that update. But anywho, I have a jerk-o'-lantern for us today. And I really like it. Are you ready? Yes. All right, let's I go. I legitimately contemplated playing the John Cena sound there again. Please don't do it. You can do it later. I'll give you like one more time, but that's it. All right, so. Am I the asshole for telling my 22-year-old, she's a girl, boyfriend who is 23 that his mother, who is in her 50s, sleeping in his bed is weird. First impressions. Uh, ew. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird, isn't it? He's 23 and his 50-some-year-old mother sleeps in his bed? Mm-hmm. That's a little creepy. Mm-hmm. I could think of a million things wrong with that sentence right there. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to get into that. We're just going to read the story and see what everybody else thinks. So, this happened yesterday, and my boyfriend basically blocked me for this and says I am an ass for this and now ignores me. So, yesterday, my long-distance boyfriend of two years and I were having a chat. He got frustrated because I was studying and was not replying fast enough. No, he's one of those. Like, if you don't text me back in 30 seconds, you're cheating. It's ridiculous. 
I then told him he should go game or do something since I wouldn't be finished with my studying for a while. He told me, I can't. I asked him why. He said that his mother, who was a nurse, is sleeping in his bed. I told him that this is weird, and why is his mother sleeping in his bed right next to him sitting there? He said his mother sleeps in his bed as she would be on the other side of the house away from the dogs. But last time I checked, his mother's room was next to his room. I told him that this is still weird, and he simply said that it isn't weird. This isn't the first time his mom is in his bed and in his room either. Thing is, it makes me uncomfortable knowing his mother sleeps in the same bed that my boyfriend came in to the day before after I had a sex chat with him. Thing is, this isn't the first time his mom keeps wanting to be this uncomfortably close to her son. She made him feel sorry for her after his sister moved out. She wants her son to bring her things to work. She wants that her son keeps men off her back that are scammers and that this is all since her husband, who is his father, died. So, is she the asshole? Yes. No. I think not. No, I don't. No, she is not the asshole. No. I don't. I don't know what just happened there. I, just I don't had know. Like a Maybe total, you had like a brain fart. Or I something? had a total shutdown in my mind. But no, she is not the asshole. I think it is incredibly odd that a fifty-some-year-old woman is sleeping in the same bed with her twenty-three-year-old son. It's a little weird. That's very weird. I mean, like, it would be one, if, if she was sleeping in his bed, like, let's say. Like, if he's not in there. If he's not in there and she's just like, oh, I'm going to take a nap. I'm like, I'm going to take a nap real quick. I can't make it to my room. Like, then, okay. But that's, even if he was in the room, that would be weird. Like, even if he was, like, 12, that would still be weird. I think it's only not weird to like sleep with your kid or have your kid sleep with you i guess is when they're like our daughter's age yeah like you know three. Like, like they get when like, they afraid when, of the dark yeah when or, they get like, out of that like childhood afraid of the dark the toddler phase of thunderstorms or something you like stuff like that when they're like oh that's fine but when I they need get my mommy i would say or I, need I would my say daddy, i mean much you know, my opinion i would but, say once they reach the like once they're like 8 or 9 I feel like there's just certain things That's that when when, when your child gets to a certain age, there's just certain things that you just don't do. You know what I you have know, to like say? You and I already had the conversation where like bath time, that's all mommy now because she's... She's getting older. Yes. And it's weird for you. So that's my thing. So like he's 23, she's in her 50s. Honey, I think you should have dropped this habit like you, a long you, time ago. You know what I have to say about what? about that? You know what song that is? I know it, but I can't think of it right oh, now. Oh, you can't think of it? I can't. It's on the tip of my tongue, though, but I can't <laughs> quite think of it. No, that's not it. Oh, my God. What happened? Is that Steel Panther? That is not Steel Panther. Who is that? That was To Hell with the Devil by Striper. <sighs> <laughs> Can I play it? 
I have no idea how in any way does that relate to what we were just talking about, but I'll let you do what because you do best. Because there's some weird stuff going on. I don't know. Let's just say, I don't know. I just haven't heard that song in a long time. I wanted to hear it. Okay. You were fully expecting me to play John Cena, weren't you? Kind of. <laughs> that's coming later. So anyways, that's our Jerk Lantern of the Week featuring Striper to Hell with the Devil. I don't like that song. Just Why not? I don't like John what Cena. What the hell? Anyway. Well, I love John Cena. I just don't like his song. Main topic of this week. This week, we are covering a biggie. Do you want me to say his catch name or no, his I, real no. name? No, we'll get to his nickname later on. We. His wrestling name. We'll be discussing. I don't really think that's his wrestling name. We will be discussing John Wayne. Casey. And this is going to be our first multi-part episode. Oh, yes. And we can't exactly describe how many parts this is going to be. We're going for three. But it may be four. It may be four. But it's probably going to be four parts. It's a pretty long story. It's a length. We're going to, we're going to deep, we're going on a deep dive into Pogo the Clown. Where did you even come up with that? That's him. Oh, that's his name. Yeah. Oh, his I thought clown. you just came up with that. Remember, he, you know, he does the clown stuff. That was his clown name. Yeah, his clown, clown makeup is fucking disgusting. But yeah. Whatever. See, see, you'll. This is why I went on a deep dive because you know the case, but you don't know the case. I know he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, we're going multi-parter on this one. All so right. So you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Since you just read the jerk lantern, you and can... you got to hear me mess up striper to hell with the devil. All right. Well, then you can you can redeem yourself. Can I, I was gonna say can I redeem myself because I was fully expecting to, I, I had it synced up to start with the chorus of "To Hell with the Devil" and for some reason I was reason, wondering because I was just like this is not and for some how re- it's supposed to go yeah and for some reason it fucking played from the beginning <laughs> but I had it synced up like into the song the line that you know that you could skip through the song was at the goddamn chorus and it fucked up fucking Robbie Diesel. His curse is still affecting us. Okay. So you want to... Let's hop into... Let's hop into John. John Wayne Gacy. Mr. John. John Wayne Gacy was born in Chicago, Illinois on March 17th, 1942. The second child and only son of John Stanley Gacy and Marion Elaine Robison. His father was an auto repair machinist in World War... World... Would that... Oh man, World War One veteran, and his mother was a homemaker, so she was a stay-at-home mom. Why do they call them that? That's what they used to be called back in the day. Gacy mm-hmm. was of Polish and Danish ancestry, and his family was Catholic. His paternal grandparents had immigrated to the United States from Poland. Gacy was close to his mother and his two sisters, but endured a difficult relationship with his father, an alcoholic who was physically abusive to his family. His father also belittled him, calling him dumb and stupid and comparing him unfavorably. Why can't I say beat like weird? I don't I can't talk. I don't know, because there was a word last week that you couldn't say. And I don't don't remember what it was with his sisters. One of Gacy's earliest memories was of his father beating him with a leather belt for accidentally disarranging components of a car engine he had assembled. That's a bit much. That is a 
very aggressive. Yeah, that sucks. I feel like that situation could have been handled far more well, differently. Well, that sucks that that's his first memory. Like, like one of his first memories. His mother tried to shield her son from his father's abuse, which only resulted in accusations that he was a sissy and a mama's boy who would probably grow up queer. That's a quote from his father. That's inappropriate, too. Well, yeah. But, you know, I mean, that stuff was just thrown around all kinds of crazy okay but it's not wrong of what his mother did it's more wrong of what the father was yeah doing. The, yeah but i mean like those term that terminology that that's just it is wrong but it, we can't go back and fix the past no we can just move forward yes. and not do that despite this mistreatment however gacy still loved his father but felt he was never good enough in his father's eyes in 1949, Gacy's father was informed that his son and another boy had been caught sexually fondling a young girl. His father whipped him with a razor strop as punishment. What is that? A razor strop? Yes. It's the uh, leather belt. It's usually like a pretty much a belt that they, you can, okay. When you're sharpening a knife, specifically like a pocket knife or like a straight razor to shave. Mm-hmm. A strop is the rough side of leather. And when you're done sharpening it to get the blade like a smooth edge on it so it doesn't have, you know, those little burrs you can find in knives sometimes. Yeah. So the razor, because you don't want that in a razor that's shaving your face, a strop, that leather, it like, it gets rid of those burrs in the metal. So it's like a smooth edge. So you just rub it up and down a razor strop. Nice. That's what a razor strop is. It's messed up. The same year, a family friend and contractor would sometimes molest Gacy in his truck. Gacy never told his father about this, afraid that his father would blame him. Gacy was an overweight and unathletic child because of a heart condition. He was told to avoid all sports at school. During the fourth grade, Gacy began to experience blackouts. He was hospitalized on occasion because of these episodes and also in 1957 for a burst appendix. So really, Gacy, he just is not having a good go as a child. No, he's going through like all the bad things. Gacy later estimated that between the ages of 14 and 18, he had spent almost a year in hospital and attributed the decline of his grades to missing school. His father suspected these episodes were an effort to gain sympathy and attention and openly accused his son of faking the condition as Gacy lay in a hospital bed. Although his mother, sisters, and a few close friends never doubted his illness, Gacy's medical condition was never conclusively diagnosed. One of Gacy's friends in high school recalled several instances when his father ridiculed or beat his son without provocation. On one occasion in 1957, he witnessed Gacy's father emerging drunk from the family basement to begin belittling, then hitting his son for no apparent reason. Gacy's mother attempted to intervene as her son simply put up his hands to defend himself, according to the friend. Gacy never struck his father back during these altercations. Why is his father so fucking His father rude? just sounds like a piece of shit. This is this is how like you have to feel bad for like you know, these serial killers as children. 
you know, because most of them grow up in a situation like this. And it's at this point, they're still but innocent. But that doesn't like, doesn't, it, it, it doesn't condone the no, behavior that they do when you they're old to enough be, to know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah, but you have to like, damn, like, you know, this like fucking 10 year olds getting the shit kicked out of him. I mean, yeah, and I feel for him for that, but when he grows up, he does know that what he's doing is wrong, yes. and yet he still does it. So, I mean, <sighs> I don't know. In 1960, at age 18, Gacy became involved in politics, working as an assistant precinct captain for a Democratic Party candidate in his neighborhood. This led to more criticism from his father, who accused his son of being a patsy. What is that? I have no idea. Okay. Do you want me to do a quick Google? Uh, sure. You keep reading. I'll... Gacy later speculated his decision to become involved in politics was actually to seek the acceptance from others that he never received from his father. A patsy is a person who is easily taken, taken advantage of. How is that if he's in politics? Okay. All right. Cool. I don't understand his dad. No. So the same year Gacy's political involvement began, his father bought him a car. Wow. One nice deed, but it took him 18 years. It's ridiculous. He kept the vehicle's title in his own name until Gacy had finished paying for it. These monthly payments took several years for him to complete. His father would confiscate the keys to the vehicle if Gacy did not do as he said. In April 1962, Gacy purchased an extra set of keys after his father confiscated the original set. In response, his father removed the distributor cap, keeping the component for three days. Gacy recalled he felt totally sick and drained after this incident. Hours after his father replaced the distributor cap, Gacy left home and drove to Las Vegas, Nevada. He found work with an ambulance service before he was transferred to work as an attendant at Palm Mortuary. As a mortuary attendant, Gacy slept on a cot behind the embalming room. He worked there for three months observing morticians embalming dead bodies and occasionally serving as a pallbearer. Gacy later confessed that one evening while alone... He had clampered into the coffin of a deceased teenage male, embracing and caressing the body before experiencing a sense of shock. This prompted Gacy to call his mother the next day and ask whether his father would allow him to return home. His father agreed, and the same day he drove back to Chicago. That's fucking weird. <laughs> I was waiting on a, re a reaction for that. So he literally climbed into a coffin with a dead body mm -hmm. and like touched it yeah what is this this is just like jeffrey dahmer with his mannequin yes oh on returning home gacy enrolled at northwestern business college despite having failed to graduate from high school he graduated in 1963 and took a management trainee position with the Nunbush Shoe Company. In 1964, the shoe company transferred him to Springfield, Illinois to work as a salesman and eventually promoted him to manager of his department. In March of that year, he became engaged to Mar 
Marlin, not Marilyn, Marlin Myers, a co-worker. During their courtship, Gacy joined the local JCs, which is like a group. It's like a group of men, kind of like the Freemasons. Kind of. Oh, okay. It's just like a group. Yeah, but it's mostly just like to hang out and kind of network. Oh, okay. Meet new people. Gacy joined the local JCs and worked tirelessly for them, being named Key Man in April 1964. That same year, he had his second homosexual experience. According to Gacy, after one of his colleagues in the Springfield JCs plied him with drinks and invited him to spend the evening on his sofa, he agreed. The colleague then performed oral sex on him while he was drunk. By 1965, Gacy had risen to the position of vice president of the Springfield JCs. The same year, he was named the third most outstanding JC in the state of Illinois. And that's one of the th- the, one of the main key factors about John Wayne Gacy's life is for some reason this dude like knew he had charisma. So he and pretty much anything he did, he was promoted very quickly. He's just he's he's good. At a lot of things. He's a people person. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, we're going to get into... I haven't said his WrestleMania name yet. You haven't. But this is where... We're going to get into this after this. You ready for this? All right. After a six-month courtship, Gacy and Myers married in September 1964. Marlon's father subsequently purchased three Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurants in Waterloo, Iowa. The couple moved there so Gacy could manage the restaurants. So he's manager of three KFCs, and his wrestling name is Kentucky Fried Gacy. What do you think about that one? It's very fitting. You ready, 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 ready? I picture just John Wayne Gacy coming out to this. He's coming out to the ramp in like a full-on chicken costume. What's he going to do? Bark and peck at his competitors? Kentucky Fried Gacy! Kentucky Fried Gacy, guys. How do you feel about that? I see you over there smiling. You know, that's a funny image. Admit it's, it. It's pretty funny. It's a fucking funny I'm not image. Lie, just a big-ass rooster costume. John Wayne Gacy comes out. His greasy ass just fucking walks out there. He points at Zozo like, I'm going to fuck you up. Robbie Diesel's like, oh shit, he's gonna fry me. It's, next. it's, <laughs> he's gonna fry me. That that's his that's his signature move. You know the wrestlers have their signature moves. That's that's his. He's the fryer. That's <laughs> that's Kentucky Fried Gacy's signature finisher, the fryer. Oh shit, he's gonna hit me with the fryer. And he literally when his, away, his he literally know. has a frying basket like he hits him with over the head when the referee's not looking. Come on. <laughs> Let's just finish. So he's manager of the three restaurants with the understanding that they would move into Marlon's parents' former home, which had been vacated for the couple. The offer was lucrative. Gacy would receive $15,000 per year, which is the equivalent of $134,550 as of this year. That's a lot of money. Plus a share of the restaurant's profits. So that much plus some. That's, Follow- that's a lot of money. Yeah. He made good money. We should have just been born like back then. Following the but obliga- I wouldn't have been one of those like 
housewives. Following the obligatory completion of a management course, Gacy relocated to Waterloo with his wife. He opened a club, quote, yeah, yeah, quote, unquote, in his basement where his employees could drink and play pool. Although Gacy employed teenagers of both sexes at his restaurants, he socialized only with the young men. Hmm, red flag. Why. Red flag. Red flag. Ding, 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 ding. Gacy ding. gave many of them alcohol before he made sexual advances. If they rebuffed him, he would claim his advances were simply jokes or a test of morals. Gacy's wife gave birth to a son in February 1966 and a daughter in March of 1967. So that means she got pregnant like right after she gave birth to their first kid. Yeah. Madness. Gacy later described this period of his life as, quote, perfect. He had late, or he had finally earned his father's approval, which is this is true. When Gacy's parents paid a visit or a family yeah, when Gacy's parents paid a family visit in July 1966, his father privately apologized for the physical and emotional abuse he had inflicted throughout his son's childhood and adolescence before happily saying, quote, "Son, I was wrong about you." as he shook Gacy's hand. Touching. Isn't that so sweet? That is very sweet. Isn't that just sweet? And then guess like what? Like I said, it took him so many years. And then guess what? To finally do that. Guess what happened next? So John let go of his father's hand. He goes into the back room. And you just hear zippers coming. And all you hear is... And he comes out of the bathroom in his, in his chicken suit with his frying basket... Babe. He goes up to his fucking dad and he said, I'm going to hit you with the fryer. I literally told you you could only do that one more time and you've already done it. So you're done for the entire episode. No. Yes. No. Yes. We should just make that the theme. I'm going to pay John Cena a personal visit to his home. No. Okay. In Waterloo, Gacy joined the local JC's chapter, regularly offering extended hours to the organization in addition to the 12 and 14 hour days he worked managing the three KFC restaurants. At meetings, Gacy often provided fried chicken and insisted on being called Colonel. Colonel. Kentucky Fried Gacy Colonel. Colonel. Kentucky There's no R in there. That's how you pronounce it. Though. Okay. Kentucky Fried Gacy. He and other Waterloo... I almost, play, I almost played the song there again. Don't. He and other Waterloo JCs were also deeply involved in wife swapping, prostitution, pornography, and drug use. So they took a dark turn. That's horrible. Dark turn. Although Gacy was considered ambitious and something of a braggart, the other JCs held him in high regard for his fundraising work and in 1967 named him Outstanding Vice President of the Waterloo JCs. The same year, Gacy served on the Board of Directors. In August 1967, Gacy sexually assaulted a 15-year-old Donald Voorhees the son of a fellow JC. That's no. That's yeah. like a kid of one of your like friends. Yeah. Ugh. 
Sorry. Sorry. Gacy lured Voorhees to his house upon the promise of showing him heterosexual stag films regularly played at JC events. Gacy plied Voorhees with alcohol, allowed him to watch a stag movie, then persuaded him to engage in mutual oral sex, adding, quote, you have to have sex with a man before you start having sex with women, end quote. Over the following months, Gacy similarly abused several other youths, including one whom he encouraged to have sex with his own wife before blackmailing him into performing oral sex on him. So this kid had sex with Gacy's wife? Mm-hmm. And she was okay with that? Probably not. I am learning all new things right now. This case is a very, very dark case. Essentially, Clearly. Once he turns 18, things get real bad real quick. Gacy tricked several teenagers into believing he was commissioned to conduct homosexual experiments in the interest of scientific research and paid them up to $50 each. In March of 1968, Voorhees reported to his father that Gacy had sexually assaulted him. Voorhees Sr. immediately informed the police who arrested Gacy and subsequently charged him with performing oral sodomy on Voorhees and the attempted assault of 16-year-old Edward Lynch. Gacy vehemently denied the charges and demanded to take a polygraph test. The results indicated Gacy was nervous when he denied any wrongdoing in relation to both young men. Gacy publicly denied any wrongdoing and insisted the charges against him were politically motivated. Voorhees Sr. had opposed Gacy's nomination for appointment as president of the Iowa JCs. Several fellow JCs found Gacy's story credible and railed to his support. However, on May 10th of 1968, Gacy was indicted or indicted. Yeah, Indicted on the... Indicted. I was right the first time. I thought I was. On the sodomy charge. Quote, The most striking aspect of the test results is the patient's total denial of responsibility for everything that has happened to him. He can produce an alibi for everything. He presents himself as a victim of circumstances and blames other people who are out to get him. The patient attempts to assure a sympathetic response by depicting himself at the mercy of a hostile environment, end quote. That is a section of report detailing Gacy's 1968 psychiatric evaluation. On August 30th, 1968, Gacy persuaded one of his employees, 18-year-old Russell Schroeder, to physically assault Voorhees in an effort to discourage the boy from testifying against him in court. Gacy promised to pay Schroeder $300. Schroeder agreed and in early September lured Voorhees to an isolated country park, sprayed mace in his eyes, then beat him. Voorhees escaped and reported the, er, reported the assault to police, identifying, er, identifying Schroeder as his attacker. They arrested him the following day. While initially denying any involvement, Schroeder soon confessed to assaulting Voorhees, indicated he had, or indicating he had done so at Gacy's request. Police arrested Gacy and laid an additional charge of hiring Schroeder to assault and intimidate Voorhees against him. On September 12th, Gacy was ordered to undergo a psychiatric evaluation at the Psychiatric Hospital of the University of Iowa. 
two doctors examined him over a period of 17 days before concluding he had an antisocial personality disorder, the clinical term for sociopathy and or psych, uh, yeah, psychopathy. So a sociopath and a psychopath. Yes. And well, was, that's pretty fitting. And was unlikely to benefit from any therapy or medical treatment because neither one of those can be treated. And that his behavior pattern was likely to bring him into repeated conflict with society. The doctors concluded he was mentally competent to stand trial. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's, for lack of a better word, I mean, He knows the difference between right and wrong. He's a normal human. That, that, like, when you look at him in public, he doesn't look like a criminal. No, but I mean, it's just like Ted Bundy because he doesn't look like a criminal either. That's pretty much what determines whether you're competent to stand trial. If the if the if the psychologists and doctors can come to turn, like if they can come to determine, doesn't that just mean that you can go in there and like if the judge if you know the difference between right and wrong? On November seventh, nineteen sixty-eight, Gacy pleaded guilty to one count of sodomy in relation to Voorhees but not guilty to the charges related to other youths. Gacy claimed Voorhees had offered him himself to him and that he had acted out of courtesy. Curiosity, I'm sorry. His story was not believed. Gacy was convicted of sodomy on December 3rd and sentenced to 10 years imprisonment to be served at the Anamosa State Penitentiary. The same day, Gacy's wife petitioned for a divorce requesting she be awarded the couple's home and property, sole custody of their two children, and alimony. The court ruled in her favor, and the divorce was finalized on September 18th, Gacy, or 1969. Gacy never saw his first wife or children again. That's sad. Like, seriously, that's sad, because his kids are not even that old. I mean, do you know how much of their life that's sad, but he like missed out on, but look at how much of how, I mean, we're how saving much the kids, he, yeah, from say his how much crazy his life, kids got away from him. Like, I mean, it's not like they're never going to figure it out. I mean, no, but they didn't have to deal with him. No, but I mean, once it became really popular as to like what he did, I'm sure his kids realized like, that's my dad. During his incarceration in the Anamosa State Penitentiary, Gacy rapidly acquired a reputation as a model prisoner. Within months of his arrival, he had risen to the position of head cook. He also joined the inmate JC chapter and increased his membership from 50 to 650 men in less than 18 months. Man, when he's determined, he's just... He's a people person. He's determined. He also joined... I know. That's Gacy also secured an increase in the inmates daily pay in the prison mess hall and supervised several projects to improve conditions for inmates in the prison. By the summer of 1969, Gacy had overseen the installation of a miniature golf course in the prison recreation yard. Well, that's sweet. In June 1969, Gacy was denied parole. To prepare for a second scheduled parole hearing in May 1970, he completed 16 high school courses, for which he obtained his diploma in November of 1969. 
On Christmas Day, 1969, Gacy's father died from cirrhosis Mm -hmm. of the liver. When informed of his father's death, Gacy collapsed to the floor, sobbing. His request for supervised compassionate leave to attend the funeral was denied. I'm surprised Gacy's dad didn't die when Kentucky Fried Gacy came out of that bathroom and hit him with the fryer. Why can't he just go see his father's funeral? Because he's Kentucky Fried Gacy. The, he had, he wore the, the fucking chicken costume all day, all night. He was a menace. But it's he was his a model prisoner father. in prison. He needed to be held behind bars. Okay, it's and still play his father. He needed to be held behind bars and m- play mini golf because that was the only two things that kept him calm. If you went up to him and said, "Hey, Gacy," he would smack the shit out of you with that fryer. I mean, he is the head cook. So. Yeah, exactly. He's got that fryer. He's got a holster for it and everything on his side. Jesus. At this point, he might be carrying double fryers. We don't even know. Everywhere he goes, the fucking John Cena's playing in the background. Don't do it. <laughs> Gacy was granted parole with 12 months probation on June 18th of 1970. After having served 18 months of his 10-year sentence. 18 fucking months of a 10 years. Pedophile. A fucking pedophile. Well, if they were going to do that, they should have just let him go to his father's funeral. Jesus Christ. Conditions of his probation included that Gacy relocate to Chicago to live with his mother and that he must observe a 10 p.m. curfew. Do you know how much you can do in a day? 10 p.m. is awfully late. This is Kentucky Fried Gacy. Yeah, but if he's a... On his release, Gacy told friend and fellow JC, Clarence Lane, who picked him up from the prison and had remained steadfast in his belief of Gacy's innocence, that he would never go back to jail and that he intended to reestablish himself in Waterloo. However, within 24 hours of his release, Gacy had relocated to Chicago. He arrived there by bus on June 19th and shortly thereafter obtained a job as a short order cook in a restaurant. On February 12th, 1971, Gacy was charged with sexually assaulting a teenage boy who claimed that he had lured him into his car at Chicago's Greyhound bus terminal and driven him to his home where he had attempted to force the boy into sex. The court dismissed this complaint when the boy failed to appear. On June 22nd, Gacy was arrested and charged with aggravated sexual battery and reckless conduct. The arrest was in response to a complaint filed by a youth who claimed that Gacy had flashed a sheriff's badge, lured him into his car, and forced him to perform oral sex. These charges were dropped after he complained, or after the compliant, or complaint, complaint, complainant attempted to blackmail Gacy. The Iowa Board of Parole did not learn of these incidents, and eight months later, in October of 1971, Gacy's parole ended. The following month, the records of Gacy's previous criminal convictions in Iowa were sealed. You know what that means. Don't they seal? There's a reason why they seal stuff, Well, no, no, they weren't aware of what he did in Chicago, because back then, police forces just didn't communicate with each other because it was a big fucking pissing contest of who's the baddest of them all. Yeah, I guess. And they they didn't, also didn't do their jobs back then either. They didn't report it, so they his parole ended, which means he he was he didn't have to go back to prison because he didn't mess up. 
So his records were sealed, which means if he were to get in any more trouble, when they did a background check on him, they could see that he has a file in Iowa, but legally they cannot see what he what that file is or what is in that file. So essentially his his record is clean. So see, that goes back to my statement where back then they didn't do their job. You know why? It's because it's Kentucky Fried Yacy. Yeah, obviously he's using that Kentucky Fried Chicken money to secure... <laughs> he's using that Colonel money, that Colonel Sanders fucking to, money. To secure the fact that... Secure the bag. He's just a free man, a walking clown but killer. That concludes our first part into Kentucky Fried Gacy. So now we're going to cut into our Bone to be Wild this week. Which... I, I don't know. Time to play the game. You've never heard Triple H? No. Whoa. What is that? He's another WWE wrestler. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't want to play John Cena. Yeah, because he's been overly used. <laughs> so, our bone to be wild this week. A church built a massive baby Jesus statue that looks exactly like Phil Collins. And I don't know who Phil Collins is. I have. Oh, hold on. So, I'm gonna Google right now. Are you ready? I'm gonna show you. you. Don't know. You know who Phil Collins is. I may, but I don't know the. No, name. you know who Phil Collins is. So anyway. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna just read this and then I'm gonna show you the picture. A story from 2019 is making the internet rounds again. And it's just as insane the second time around. A Mexican church accidentally, their words, not ours, built the largest baby statue, baby Jesus statue in the world. And it just so happened to look strikingly like British pop singer Phil Collins. The statue stands at nearly 22 feet tall and roughly weighs 2,000 pounds. Its wavy brown hair and big blue eyes make it more of a dead ringer from the, or for the Genesis frontman and less like the Middle East, Middle Eastern frontman of the Jesus or the Christian faith. I'm the Jesus faith, but I like how they, the Middle Eastern frontman, like he's a fucking band. It currently holds the Guinness World Record for largest baby Jesus statue. But don't call it the largest Jesus statue. That title belongs to Christ the King, a 120-foot-tall Polish statue that looks nothing like Phil Collins. <laughs> so do you want to see this baby Jesus statue? And yeah, then let me see side it, by side. I need, I need to... Side no. by side with a picture of Phil Collins. This is the baby Jesus statue with Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> that does. That looks exactly like Phil Collins. Phil like Collins is Jesus. They even have the same hair. Yeah. No, like it's parted the exact. Oh, same I know. Way. I know. He's. <laughs> it's like the balding mullet. Like that's very yeah, nice. It's it's very baby nice. Jesus Phil Collins. But you you know the one the number one Phil Collins song that I know you know is I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Yes, I do know that song. Actually. Oh, 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 isn't that the song for um the Hangover? Yes. When Mike Tyson punches Zach Galifianakis. Yes. I was going to say. I, I know. He said, quiet. This is the best part. He's like, do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. 
That's a great movie. That's great. But that concludes this week's episode of John Wayne Gacy Part 1. So, like I said, it's either going to be three parts or it's going to be four. It's probably going to be four. So be sure to follow us on our social medias. Instagram is Cast, and TikTok is Podcast. Why couldn't we just do cast on that one too? Be sure. Also, <laughs> I'm gonna. Sit I love how he just goes over that. Like I just didn't say anything right there. Also, leave us a rating and review. And remember, please do a review because then I can see your name. Because I still want to give shoutouts, but when you guys just do stars, I can't do that. I can just be like, oh, hey, we have this many stars, but I can't say thank you to the names because I, I can't read them, and I would I would love to read them. Is that it? I think that might... We honestly didn't have a whole lot of updates or anything to talk about. No, we really, we really the don't. All, I, the only one... We did forget one thing, though. What? Which we can talk about real quick here for a second, but we don't need to talk a whole lot about it because I posted about it on our Instagram page. We watched Smile. We did. So go check out our post about our what we think about that movie. I liked it. Okay. We liked it. <laughs> but go check out our post for a more detailed review of that movie. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you do. You should watch it. You should. So I, honestly, I think that might be it. I really I really do. I really think that that it, that is it for this episode. I don't really think we have anything more to add unless you can think of anything. The only thing I can say is be sure to come back next week for part two. Yes. But on that note, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>